It's another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. I'm your host, DP Sidhu, and I'm excited to bring you the last podcast before the start of the regular season. That's right. Next week, the regular season officially begins. The first game is not until Monday night, but we'll be in game week mode, which means you'll start hearing the podcast as they'll sound throughout the regular season, which means the Deep Slant presented by Xfinity Player of the Week every Wednesday, and then an opposing beat writer or media person covering the other team, and we'll get their perspective on the Texans' latest matchup. So that's all coming up next week. And for now, this will be the last podcast until that 53-man roster is announced over the weekend. So Saturday, 3 p.m., those cuts happen. They're official, and the Texans have just a few more days with 90 men on the roster. So we got a chance to catch up with several of these guys Last week in practice, and, uh, you know, training camp is pretty much over. It is over, and preseason is wrapping up here, so it'll just be a few more days, and uh, we'll have that 2019 roster set. But it's going to be a great podcast. We've got Buddy Howell, who uh, had a tremendous game in Week 2 against the Lions, Darren Fells, who joined uh, this team in the offseason as a free agent and uh, has really really shined with the tight ends. And then Brandon Dunn, who was here last year and became a locker room favorite, uh, the resident DJ, if you will. And we'll be hearing a lot more of him throughout the season on our Fuddruckers shows, which also begin next week. So excited to announce that. But first, take the fastest internet to the house with Xfinity XFi. Stream the Texans all season long on every in-home device, no matter where you watch. This is Beyond Wi-Fi. This is XFi. Xfinity, proud partner of the Houston Texans. All right, so with that, let's get into the podcast. By the way, if you're listening, you can just subscribe, like, whatever you like to do on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher. You can leave a review. We're also on the Houston Texans mobile app. And uh, let me know what you think. So let's get into this. I promised you a couple of players, several players. Let's start with Buddy Howell. Had a chance to catch up with him. This was during practice before the Lamar injury happened during the week. But Buddy Howell with... That entire group of running backs, we've really seen him more throughout the season last year on special teams. He didn't really have a single carry on offense. But, you know, this is a guy that wants to be on the field. He knows his role as special teams. But when he gets the ball in his hands, he sure does do some nice things. And it's it's sort of fun to watch him get those opportunities because he's a player that's really well-liked by this coaching staff and by Bill O'Brien. So, uh, B- Buddy Howell, actually, uh, funny development with Buddy Howell. I saw on Twitter that... Uh, someone had quote tweeted Buddy, and this would be Bachelorette finalist Tyler Cameron. And Tyler was one of the last two men left standing. He ultimately did not get chosen by the Bachelorette, Hannah B. And the fans were just devastated because it just seemed so obvious to everyone watching that he was the right guy for her. In the end, the guy that she picked, well, this guitar player ended up, you know, uh, he had another girlfriend. So it didn't work out anyway. So now Tyler C., big fan. I think he's dating Gigi Hadid officially. So he's done pretty well for himself. But anyway, he's he is friends with Buddy Howell and I found this out. So I was interviewing Buddy. We asked him about it. Take a listen. It's the Deep Slant 101 presented by Xfinity joining us today, Buddy Howell. Buddy having a tremendous off-season training camp and preseason. A lot of people taking notice, but I got to ask you about one of your famous friends, Tyler C from oh. The Bachelorette. Yeah, man. Um, Even he's noticed on Twitter. Nah, yeah, yeah. He he famous, man. But um, yeah, we played football together at FAU. Um, great guy, man. Great guy, great teammate. 
he was my tight end. He came in as a quarterback and he like switched the tight end. So you know he blocked for me, you know, and I blocked for him to get the ball and all that stuff. So great bond, great, great chemistry. But it was great to see him on a bachelorette. But he should have won. <laughs> I agree with he you. So won. did you watch the whole season? Um, they've been down. Not too much. I ain't gonna lie, but like you know. You, everything is on the internet, so even if you didn't watch the whole show, you saw his clips just because people I follow. He made it to the final too. He's very popular. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, cause I when I went back home, I had to like a little excerpt for FAU to like you know talking about the show, but the rest of them guys, I ain't really see nothing. <laughs> you feel me? Like you're not, you're not biased or anything, but you thought he should have won. Oh, yeah, you just look at him and see like you know the perks and the good things and the type of person he is, and he's good <laughs> with people. Like he's good with just anybody, and like that's the type of person. For her, I feel like you know she would love because he's not the jealous type. He's the type that's like willing to you know be open and figure things out. But I don't know, man. I, you know it is what it is. I think one person that would really appreciate this conversation would be John Harris, our sideline reporter, because him and I and Jesse, who's in charge of our social media, we have these bachelor bachelorette discussions every Tuesday. You should have been a part of this, buddy, all yeah, along. Man. See, look, they all should have put me in a loop, man. I could have. <laughs> <laughs> you would have put you on the group chat now. All right, Gushers also uh, very. Shout out to very shout out to Gushers sending you all this free stuff. Are you even allowed to eat half the stuff that they send you? Uh, I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> I'm gonna eat it. Now, yeah, candy. I guess you know I take care of you know my diet well. I don't be eating a lot of. Well, I eat candy. I, if you call that junk he eats, food, he eats well when he's supposed to. Right? Gushers work. They work. They well, power me up. Well, let's talk about the camp that you're having in preseason. You got a lot of carries. Uh, did a lot of nice things on special teams. But how much fun is it for you to get? get to do a little bit more on offense here in these um, games it's fun man getting back in that groove and getting back to running the ball is something that you know that's what i you know that's what i live for but you know playing my role and doing my doing my thing on special teams that's what i'm that's what they got me here for but when i get the opportunity to run the rock i don't know it was fun man it's been a minute since i got 15 carries and to have the opportunity i was just like i was feeling it and it felt good and that's you know i'm glad i was able to go out there and show you know the people what i'm, what I'm capable of because it's probably been a little minute you know practice you can't really get a true test, but when it's time to actually take somebody for, for somebody to take you to the ground, then it's like, okay, let's see the real deal. So I had fun out there. You, know? you, you got the touchdown. Your teammates were celebrating with you. Mm -hmm. That running backs group, it's such a competitive position right mm -hmm. now, but it seems like you guys are all very close and tight-knit, doesn't it? Nah, yeah, man. It's like a brotherhood. Like, it's no, it's no hate in the group. It's all love, and we all just want to basically grow and learn. So we got a group that's willing to learn, willing to do anything for each other and do anything for the team to be successful. So it's like... The competition is there, but at the end of the day, being in this business, being in this sport, it's always a competition. Well, is it because several of you are from Florida? You've got the Florida bond going on? Uh, yeah, but no, I'm good with all of them. I'm good with, you know, I'm good with Higg, I'm good with Croc, I'm good with uh, Gully, I'm good with Ty, I'm good with Josh, like I'm good with everybody. It's like, it's just, I don't know, I think we got a great team, you know, we got a, you know, Coach OB does a good job of bringing in guys that are like team players, just got good vibes and no animosity so just like having that type of group that's like you know we don't feel like you know although Lamar's the starter and the older guy we don't feel like like we have to like bow down to him like we can talk to him just like we can talk to each other so like having that type of vibe in the group and what our coach too like we can talk to him about anything so when you're comfortable and you can have open conversations in your relationship it's tight like that you know it's like competition is there but you really just out here having fun at the end of the day but the one I watched the most is Duke like when I was in high school and when I was going to high school, he was actually in high school playing. So I watched his highlight tape and watched him do a lot of things down in South Florida a lot. So I watched more Duke than Lamar just because around that time, you know, internet was popping and 
it was easy to watch YouTube and he was all over the place, but I also got a glimpse at Lamar when he was at Killian and when he was at UM. So kind of saw both, but like if you want to like true aspect when I was actually old enough to like realize what's going on, yeah, I watched a lot of Duke Johnson because he was just fun to watch. I don't know. If y'all go look at his highlight tape from high school, you'd be like, man, what, what is this? <laughs> like, do you, do you tell them these things? you tell the running backs in your room? Well, that, I, hey, I, 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 I told Duke, games. man, I say, man, you over here, you know, you in the H, we waiting for the old Duke. I just say that all the time, you know, because, <laughs> you know, probably been kind of quiet since he was in Cleveland, but now that he's in Houston, he's, he's got a chance, you know, show the world what he's capable of, and great player. So I'm just waiting for the old Duke. That's what I keep telling him. What are you working on? You've got a few more weeks here with the preseason left. What are some things that you're trying to get better at? Obviously special teams. Just make sure I know my assignments at all times. That's something that, you know, I praise myself on just knowing what you got to do, being in the right place at the right time. And as a running back, just, you know, continue to learn the playbook inside and out, read defenses, know when they're going to blitz, stuff that, you know, if you're not paying attention, can catch you off guard. So just being on top of everything and probably not getting all the reps in practice, but taking mental reps. That's something that's very important, taking mental reps when you're not actually getting the physical reps because that keeps you prepared. So just like when I got in the game, late in the game, it wasn't like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, shoot, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I had to do, and I knew what I had to do to make the team be successful. So just knowing and being knowledgeable. But around this time of camp, you just want to make sure your body's feeling good. You want to make sure you feel good and you're getting ready for the season and you're just ready to roll. So basically, I'm just basically fine-tuning everything, make sure my mind is sharp, make sure I'm getting a lot of rest, take care of my body, and just be ready for the season. We're ready to see more of Buddy Howell. Thanks so much, Buddy. Appreciate you. Great stuff from Buddy Howell on Duke Johnson. That was uh, I, th I found that very interesting that he grew up watching a lot of Duke Johnson being from the South Florida area. Here's another guy that also knows a lot about Duke Johnson. It's Darren Fells. Now, he's a tight end for the Houston Texans. But last year in Cleveland, he had one season under his belt with Duke Johnson. So he's actually played with him uh, at the NFL level, one of the few players that is able to say that here on the Texans squad. So we asked Darren about the tight end group in particular, and then also about Duke Johnson and what he knows about the Texans running back. It's the Deep Slant 101 presented by Xfinity joining us today, Darren Fells. Darren, great day of practice. This tight end group, is it as competitive as one you've ever seen? Uh, it definitely is one of the top uh, competitive groups I've ever been a part of. We have a lot of extremely athletic guys who can do a lot of everything, so it's pretty awesome to be part of that. You've got the two Jordans, Jordan Akins, Jordan Thomas. They both talked about how you've taken them under their wing. You're the old elder statesman, if you will. What... In the room. Yeah, that's what, that's what <laughs> I wasn't going to say grandpa. <laughs> What's it like working with those two? Um, it's, it's pretty awesome to be able to be like the dad in the room and try to mold them into a kind of player that you can see them to be. Um, like I said, they're both extremely athletic, have all the potential in the world, and being able to help them reach that a lot faster than a lot of guys uh, usually take because most of the time tight ends take about three years to completely develop. So trying to speed that process along is uh, pretty awesome to do. They've said it's definitely helped their progress with the tight end position. Uh, they do have nicknames for each other, Thunder, Lightning, Peanut Butter, and Jelly, but where do you fit into this equation? Do you insert yourself into their nicknames, or do they have a separate nickname no, for you? That, that's that's the young guy's uh, thing. I just <laughs> do my thing as a old dad and <laughs> just go from there. Duke Johnson was back at practice today. You had a little bit of experience playing with him at yeah. Cleveland. What's it like having a guy like him back here in Houston, and what do you know about him that maybe fans here don't know? Oh, it's, it's amazing having them out here. I mean, they, they talked to me uh, before they brought them in, saying that they wanted, they were thinking about bringing them in, and I 
thought that was the best choice they can do because he's extremely athletic. Uh, back out the backfield, he can do it all. He can catch, he can run the ball. So bringing him in, and also personality-wise, he's a great fit for the team. He, um, no ego there. He's going to come in, do his job, and help the team out as much as he can. And huge weapon that we just added on offense. Did he talk to you much when he got here? Obviously, you're a familiar face. He knows a few other guys in in the locker room as well. But how much did he connect with you? Oh, we we talked right off the bat. His locker's a uh, two away from mine, and we just started talking uh, about where to live and things to do out here and uh, how much I like the organization and everything like that. Did you give any tips on Houston so far? Um, I told him to leave his house early because the traffic is a lot worse than it is in Cleveland. Um, and then certain foods to, when he's no longer on a diet to go and try. When he's no longer on a diet, I like yeah. that. All right, you've been working with Deshaun Watson. Uh, you do a lot of things for this tight end group, but you catch passes as well. What's that chemistry like working with number four? Uh, it's pretty amazing. He's a great quarterback. He. His accuracy is on point. Um, he just tells you where he wants you to be, and you go there, and you know the ball is going to be exactly where he told you to, it's going to be. So being able to run routes and catch passes from a future great Hall of Famer that he possibly can be is, is pretty awesome. You worked with some number one overall picks in your in your yeah. career. Uh, are you impressed with where he is in, in year three? Yeah, in, in my opinion, he's definitely a, um, one of the top t uh, quarterbacks out there right now. He his brilliance that he has on offense, the way he's able to pick up the offense quickly, pick up defenses, recognize them before anyone else can recognize them. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. This seems like a fun point in camp. You're heading into preseason week three. It's a little bit of a dress rehearsal for the regular season. Do you view it any differently? Does anything change as far as you and your routine? Um, Routine-wise, no. I mean, I still do the same thing. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I need to do more rehab, but uh, I've just been doing the same thing, get my body ready. Um, the main thing that changes is uh, scouting the other team. You're going to get ready in a different way when it comes to the mentality of going into that game. Uh, everything else is physically the same. All right, we know you played basketball. A lot of people have talked a bit to you about your European basketball days. So what I want to know is when you catch a touchdown for the Texans, have you thought about your celebration? A lot of guys do the basketball move, yeah. but that's been kind of done. So how are you going to change it up? Are you going to incorporate basketball? Um, I thought about that for a long time. You did? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, not a huge celebrator. I'll go celebrate with my team. That's pretty much it. Yeah. We have time to think about it. Yeah, I've, I've done one celebration in my whole seven years in the NFL, so I'll, I'll think about what, what to do next time. Just keeping it classic. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Derek. I, know, thank you. I don't know. I don't know if I did a very good job of con convincing Darren Fells that he needs to have some sort of Euro basketball celebration. So I don't know. I mean, I may keep working on it. I really like it when guys celebrate after touchdowns, but there are just some guys that that's just not their thing. They just want to hit the ball over and uh, get on with the next play. And I think Darren Fells is definitely one of those guys. All right, we got one more guy who this would be exciting if he ever returned something for a touchdown. Brandon Dunn. He is the resident DJ in the locker room. He loves music. He's just got a fun personality. And he's he's just one of those guys that whenever we interview him, whenever we ask him to do anything, he's just you know, he's just such a jovial guy. You can tell why all the D linemen like him. Everyone in the locker room likes him. Um, you know, they come up to him. He's His locker is actually right next to the sound system, which is why he became the DJ. But I think also really because he just does a really good job of his DJ duties. He takes them very seriously. And, and DJ Reader is a good friend of his, so his hype man, if you will. But Brandon Dunn, uh, you know, with, with Christian Covington gone this offseason, he's gotten a lot of reps. He had a lot of reps last year as well with injuries on the D-line and the year before. So, you know, he's really stepping up to the plate this year as well in camp and uh, throughout the preseason. So we got a chance to catch up with Brandon Dunn, ask him about the D-line, ask him about his music sensibilities and all that. Take a listen. 
It's the one-on-one -on -one presented by Xfinity Deep Slant here with Brandon Dunn right after practice. Brandon, oh, you still got the music That's in your in your music going on. It was a quick practice today, um, so I'm a little energetic today. Uh, it's getting close to game day, so it'll be a little fun, a little juices flowing. How is it now? The last stretch here of preseason. Um, man, we're healthy. Uh, speaking for me, I'm healthy. I feel good. That's the thing about coming out of camp. Uh, got, uh, we've knocked the dust off. We're coming together more as a team. Uh, more, uh, a lot of us is, is getting back into the rhythm of a regular process. So it's right now, it's like the letting the air out of balloon at camp, if you can take it, if, you, if, if that's a good metaphor. It is a good metaphor because when you guys were outside, I remember you had this great quote, which we quoted you often, that you'd come inside, sit in your locker, and you'd have to just think yeah, about life. Literally, just got to think about life. Let me get back like, ooh. Did you lose it's, a little? It's, it's Thursday. I don't know what day it is. What's for lunch? Am I hungry? Like, let me get away from football a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Let me text my wife. Let me FaceTime my kid. That's getting back to normal life because in camp, it's just ball, ball, ball. So when you get in that locker room after those hot days, scorching hot days, you just want to sit down and take a time to yourself and really just think about life. Well, we need to energize you because you provide the energy to the locker room. We so all know. Energize the energizer bunny, huh? Yeah, energize energy. He needs to charge up a little. Batteries, bit. batteries, batteries. I know we've talked to you about the music in the locker room, yeah. but I know that that's such an important part of getting everybody hyped up for games, yes. for practices. Are you doing anything differently in the locker room with your DJ skills? I hear you got DJ Reader as your sort of your MC. Wait, Deshaun is the guest DJ every now and then. He's the guest DJ every now and then. Uh, you know what we're doing differently right now? We're slowing it down. The linebackers have been in a high complaint. They've been in my, they've been knocking on my window. What would they be complaining about? It's a lot of, for, you know, I don't get it. They want to listen to slow music before practice. <laughs> they want to listen to Joe to see Usher. They want to listen to, you know, the slow songs, the R&B. And I'm like, you know, we got to go play, you know, football. We got four pads and y'all want to listen to slow songs. <laughs> so, and it was, you know, it's, it, I was outnumbered in that situation. So that's one of the, that's one of the, one of the, one of the wrinkles of fly in the ointments. They want to listen to slow music. Did and it they, help anybody, you think? It helped them. It didn't help nobody else. So it was, it was a strategic, selfish move by all the inside linebackers and outside linebackers. So, you know, right now we're highly discussing some uproar going on in the front seven because of that. So, you know, we got, I got to get back with you on that one. All right, we're going to keep you updated yeah, on that. Keep me updated. The, the weight room has an interesting mix of music. Brian Cushing's back in yeah. there. I remember when Brian was playing, we'd hear a lot of the electro, the dance, that New Jersey sort of a vibe. Yes. So do you have any control over that for the lifts? I, mean, I have no control over that. But it doesn't get played during the lift. It always happens before the lift. So if you get it, if we have a lift at 730 and you come in there at 705, you might hear some Britney Spears. And I'll bet 110% that is Brian Cushing. Nobody else is him. So, okay, so we can hear Brian Cushing's music before everybody's left. How about for yourself? It's year four for you. Yeah. Uh, where do you think that you've really improved out there on the field? I really improved really, really understanding and knowing the game and using it to my advantage. Like, knowing personnel, knowing what type of team I'm going up against, knowing what type of offensive line. You know, if a guy if a guy is hurt, you know, using that to my advantage. You know, just using the small stuff and the details rather than lining up and just playing fast and physical and being hard and having effort. Those things have to come naturally, and, that, and obviously that's what we, our foundation of our team is built on. But as a player, you got to use the little things and the details for me, and I know it helps me a lot. Whatever, whatever a player niche is, everybody's different, but for me, it's the details. When you talk about details, how important is the hand game for a defensive lineman for Very yourself? Hand. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's religion. You wake up using your hands, literally. If you don't have your, game, your hands as a defensive lineman, it's going to be hard for you. 
So that part is really repetition, understanding, understanding blocks, understanding, you know, the repetitiveness and the, the grit and the grind of understanding that you have to play with your hands at every play. Like, you know, it's not it's not high school ball where you're going to beat everybody. You know, you got to have great technique. And any you ask any D lineman, help anybody, period, use hands. Do you watch other linemen with their hands? That seems like something that might be hard to study from film yes. or – Yes, you got to watch offense lineman's hands, especially in uh, pa uh, pass, pro pass protection. See what hands he is. Is he a double hand puncher? Is he a single hand puncher? You know, it's, how's he, how does he move his feet with his hands? You know, it's just certain things in the details that can help you get past the offensive lineman rather than just lining up thinking you're going to beat him. Like, that part is still in the back of your head, but if you can use some extra tools to get to, get to the quarterback, like what we just discussed, it helps out a lot. Anthony Weaver mentioned you, your D-line coach, as one of the leaders of that D-line group. You've got a lot of veterans in there, but yeah. what about you as a leader? What's what's your leadership style like? Example, you know, uh, I, right now I've been I've been I've been talking to the guys about just con being consistent of of using your technique because right now it's, it's it's one day they're not using it, the next day young guys are talking, young guys. Uh, Day two is different from day one, which is the issue. You got to have one, two, and three, four, five, six, and seven look the same. That's the consistency you need as a professional athlete, and especially as a defensive lineman. All right, good stuff, Brandon Dunn. Good luck with the linebackers and that music. I mean, I love slow R&B, but maybe after practice. We got maybe pads on. Yeah, after practice. Trust me, it's a lot of comments. A lot of stuff you're saying right now is it's in the debate room. You know what I'm saying? The jury's not listening right now. I got to get some people off the jury right now. So we'll we'll figure it out. Come back to me, and I promise we'll have it squared out. We definitely will come back to you. Good stuff. Brandon Dunn, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. That's Brandon Dunn on the Deep Slam presented by Xfinity Podcast. And that's going to do it for our podcast. I want to say be sure to listen Next Tuesday, because our Fuddruckers Texans Player Show begins, you'll hear Brandon Dunn on that, as well as Whitney Merciless, as well as DJ Reader. I believe DJ Reader might be the first guest coming up this Tuesday at Greenway and 59. And Jonathan Joseph. So those are rotating locations. The first one will be at Greenway and 59. That's kind of our main location. And then we travel to three other locations throughout the regular season. So be sure to check that out. Also, be sure to check out HoustonTexans.com for all the latest coverage, especially with roster cuts and pending and all the news on the Houston Texans. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Deep Slant presented by Xfinity Podcast. And as always, go Texans.